Are you an adult with dyslexia? Are you longing for more in your life than the constant, relentless push and pull on your emotions that dyslexia can bring? What about those physical demands that require you to constantly shift gears, rethink? Can I do this? Well, my name is Hope, and I am your host. And I understand because I was diagnosed as an adult with dyslexia. And I often believed that I wasn't enough. Fear and shame were my constant companion. Until I met Christ, then everything changed. This podcast, Make Room for More, is devoted to encouraging and inspiring adults with dyslexia to make more room in their life for Christ. You will hear biblical truth that will uplift and challenge you to find a place for dyslexia in your life and let Christ take center stage of your life. Thank you for joining me. Can Christ use your life to prove a point? Three men stood before the most powerful king known to the world and refused to bow down and worship a gold statue. Their refusal did not take place behind closed doors, but in full display before thousands. There are certain Jews whom you have set up over the affairs of the providence of Babylon, and they are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not your gods, nor worship the golden image which you set up. This is going to be found in Daniel 3. The accusation brought against these young men were mostly true. They did not serve the king's gods, nor were they going to worship the golden image. Of this they were guilty. The matter of their disregarding the king, however, well, not true. Nevertheless, the king was furious and commanded that these young men be brought before him to answer the charges lodged against them. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do you not serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Did you notice that the king did not accuse them of disregarding him? Why? Because the king knew them. He knew their character. He knew that they would have considered and took this matter very seriously. And they answered the king by saying, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. I think the king would have been very disappointed if these young men had yielded to his demand. However, the king could not allow their disobedience to go unpunished. So into the fire they must go. The king was astonished. And he rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Will you allow your life to be a demonstration of the freedom and the power of God, the freedom we find in serving Jesus Christ? But lo, all those that put their trust in thee rejoice 
says the word of God. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. Why is this so important? Because Christ has shown you and I the path of life. We have discovered that in his presence there is fullness of joy. We have also discovered that at his right hand there is pleasures forevermore. We have learned to not be sorrowful but trustful, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. You know, someone needs to know today that Christ can be trusted, that the Son of God still shows up in the midst of our fires. I started off by asking a question, can Christ use your life? Can he use my life to prove a point? Well, the three Hebrew boys said yes to God. Prove your point. And what points were proven that day? Well, number one, that God is bigger than the fires that we face. Number two, he will come and get in the fire with us. Now, I know we would prefer that he save us from the fire, but there are times he must allow us to get in the fire so that he can meet us in the fire. What a testimony that will be. And number four, that he will always be bigger than our problems if we trust in him. The three Hebrew boys was willing to sacrifice and give up all. They refused to bow down to a golden idol because they refused to disregard the principles of God, which is found in his law. You know, I think about us, you and I, who have dyslexia. God may be seeking to prove a point by allowing us to have dyslexia. And the question I ask again Can Christ use our dyslexia to prove a point that he is still sovereign, that he is still loving, that he is still kind, that he is still a mighty God who sits high and looks low and he is mindful of us, that he has not disregarded us? The beautiful thing is he still has not been deterred, or should I say he is not deterred or put off or blindsided by the fact that we have dyslexia. Can he use it for his glory? You know, oftentimes I've, I've said this once, I'll say it again. There are those that the Lord will heal of dyslexia, but there are those he will not. And our great example is the Apostle Paul, who asked three times for his infirmity to be removed from him, and three times the Lord said no. And the point he made with Paul's life that his grace is sufficient. And Paul came to the conclusion, I would rather glory in my infirmity. And we must get to the point. I pray we all get to the point where we too will say, I would rather glory in having dyslexia and that the power of God rests on me than to not know God and not have dyslexia. I've said this also, you know, dyslexia is not a death sentence. And if we allow God to prove his point by allowing us to have it, then we too will stand with the Hebrew boys as they walked out of that fire with Jesus, that we serve a mighty God who has come down to us and has stood with us. 
The thing about that fire, it had no power because Jesus was there. And the flames and that represents our trials and our our insecurities and all the things that dyslexia brings will have no power when we acknowledge that Jesus is in the midst of this with us and we will show the world. And the world could be in your home. The world could be at the supermarket. The world could be at your church, wherever you may be at school. It doesn't matter on your job. It doesn't matter. The Lord is looking for people that have dyslexia, that have a light in them that comes from God, that ever shines and ever gives out the glory of God because we have dyslexia and because we have chosen to trust him. You know, we have been talking for weeks now about the power of Christ's life because it is the power of the gospel. Well, this is just another example. And I was thinking the other day, I could go on and on and on for weeks and months and years simply talking about the life of Christ, the power that's in Christ's life. But I wanted to conclude the power that's in Christ's life by sharing the story of those three Hebrew boys, by saying even there Christ showed up. Invite him to show up by allowing him to use your life with dyslexia to prove a point. And I think most of all, the point that he is proving is that he loves us with an everlasting love. He has not given up on us. I mean, many times we've given up on him. But let this be a year or let us conclude this year because it's soon coming to a close that we are choosing yet once again that we have stumbled and fallen. We're getting back up to say that we're choosing to be faithful to God because he has been faithful to us. Thank you for tuning in each week to make room for more. If you would like to listen to archive shows, you may do so by going to www.makeroomformorepodcast.buzzsprout.com. Once again, thank you so very much for joining us and have a wonderful week.